I'm about to walk into my house. I hadn't seen my kids in, in 45 days. I was, I was barely able to talk to them on the phone and check out their reaction. I feel like there's bugs in my head and I don't know how to make it stop. And I closed the journal and I put it down and I picked up my gun. And that moment right there for me was one of the most peaceful moments that I had felt in those months leading up to that moment where I was holding that gun. And then my son walked in. So here I am, you can't really see me, but I'm in a place called Onsite in about an hour north of Nashville. And it's a place where people go to help deal with trauma in their life and dealing with certain things. And um, I've been here for about four hours now and haven't talked to anybody. And um, anyways, just kind of been avoiding people. But I'm here to deal with some stuff. About to go off the grid, no cell phone, no nothing. For a week. In this video, I want to share a massive part of my journey. Something that I talk about a lot, but I really don't go into it in depth. And today I just want to give a little bit of insight into my healing journey and how I got there. I needed help, man. I, I needed to live. I needed it now or my wife was not going to have a husband and my kids were not going to have their dad. It was January 2019 and I was alone in my room. I was sad. I was angry. I was upset. I was hypervigilant. I was in the fetal position and it was like there were things going on in my head that I just couldn't escape from. I mean, I felt like the world was crashing in on me. I was having a panic attack. I was crying. I was angry. I mean, there's so many things going on in that moment. And what did I do is, is I reached for my journal and I wrote down exactly what I was feeling. And I wrote down that I feel like there's bugs in my head and I don't know how to make it stop. And I closed the journal and I put it down and I picked up my gun. And that moment right there for me was one of the most peaceful moments that I had felt in those months leading up to that moment where I was holding that gun. And then my son walked in. That moment for me, I felt like that's it. I have to stop. I have to get help. I have to figure out what is going on. What is causing these bugs that are happening in my head and all the chaos and the confusion and the anger and the and the triggers that are that are happening. I mean, pe people would have said at that time, like, Michael, man, I, I don't get it. Like, your family is amazing. You have a beautiful family. You're financially secure. Uh, I was leading a successful student ministry where we were reaching thousands of teenagers a week. I was preaching and leading all over the place. I had a big social media following. And, and people would say, man, you, you had it going on. But what they didn't see is what was going on in my brain. And really what I was doing in those moments was I was actually pushing down pain that I was not ready to deal with. Again, I didn't know what was there because for me, my last memory was when I was 11 years old and, and, and I couldn't think of anything past when I was 11 years old. And so how did I push this pain down? Well, now knowing on the other side of things, how, how did I push it down was, man, I, I pushed it down by winning the numbers game in church, meaning I have to be the best, we have to be, have the most, we have to, um, all those things that are seriously disgusting about 
the church and how I was a part of that. I was the one saying, man, we got to win. We got to have most. We got to do this. We got we to be the top, 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 top. That was a way that I was pushing down the pain. Another way that I pushed it down was by helping other people. Again, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to help other people. But for me, uh, what I learned was I liked it so much because if I could help you, I didn't have to worry about my own pain that was there. I pushed it down by gambling. Man, I was into gambling. I was gambling like crazy for years and it was only making things worse as I got into deeper debt and as things started to spin out of control, I was I was I was losing it. Um, anger, man, anger helped to make me feel better. I didn't realize at the time, but now I know that that the anger was there. It was at the top of everything, and I, I was mad, but I felt I felt okay. And I would even say, man, this is who I am. I'm an angry person. And it's just really, really gross. I dealt with it by eating all the time and a lot, whatever I wanted. Why? Because that is something I could control was eating. And I push it down by control. All of those things, if you if you go back into the list that I just gave you, all of those things are things that I could control. Why? Because everything else was out of control. And I didn't know that. And this went on for years you know what? God had other plans. So when it all came spewing out with rage and triggers and panic and all the things that were happening to me and, and, and truly not wanting to be on this earth anymore and thinking of different ways that that could happen, I knew, man, I have got to get some help. This isn't working for me anymore. So I would think, man, what would people think if I had this issue? What would the church think? Would I be demoted? Would I ever preach again? I mean, these are real thoughts that I was having. Would people still respect me? Would my wife still respect me? Can a Christian seriously struggle with mental health? I mean, these were things that were adding even more stress as I was knowing that I had to take this step, that I had to go get healthy, that, man, it it needed to happen. But the compounding of all these thoughts and the compounding of of this constant stress of what will people think, I have to act like I have it all together because that got me this far in life and now I don't have it together, it's really not going to work. So I thought, it's not worth it. I don't need to be here. That'll be the easiest thing. And praise the Lord that that didn't happen. It was time to start taking care of Michael. It was time to start taking care of myself. And so what did I do? I had to tell my wife how bad it was. I had to tell her I don't want to live anymore. I had to tell her about the different ways that I thought about not being on this earth any longer. I had to tell her to don't let me be alone. I had to tell her to not let other people even touch me, hug me, give me high five or anything. I just didn't want to be touched. I wanted, I told her to tell people to not pray for me. Don't say, hey, let's pray or how can I pray for you? Because I was done with Jesus. I was finished because I felt like, man, I've been praying. I've been doing all these things. And when you tell me I'm going to pray for you, you tell me, man, let's pray about it. It just threw me over the edge because I didn't want to hear that. I had been praying. I had been trying. I had been doing those things and it wasn't working. I know they're good intentions, but for me in that time, it didn't work. And so I knew I had to tell her I need to go to onsite. I need to go to this inpatient trauma center in the middle of Tennessee or I wouldn't live much longer. And so I made the call. I made the call to onsite, which was a huge call, which was very hard to make that call and say, hey, are there any spaces available in your milestones program, which is their inpatient trauma center? And believe it or not, man, I got registered. I got on a plane and I flew to Tennessee. So here I am, you can't really see me, but I'm in a place called onsite in about an hour 
north of Nashville. And it's a place where people go to help deal with trauma in their life and dealing with certain things. And um, I've been here for about four hours now and haven't talked to anybody. And um, anyways, just kind of been avoiding people. But I'm here to deal with some stuff. About to go off the grid, no cell phone, no nothing for a week. A few days in, I learned what was happening to me. See, like I mentioned before, before this, before everything started coming out, my last memory was when I was 11 years old and it was not a good memory. And I will talk about that in a later video, but that was all that I had. And see, what was happening was all of my memories and all the things that my body and my brain and everything had pushed down started to come out and it was awful. The lid had been removed, if you will, from all the past traumas and the painful memories and the things that were happening. And so they diagnosed me with complex PTSD. And why do I smile when I say that? Because man, that was a moment for me. That was a moment because I realized, oh, this is what's happening. I had complex PTSD with disassociation, which meant I was able to disassociate. I mean, I was pretty much able to leave the room even though I was still here with you, which made so much sense. So when triggers would happen, I was able to be, whoop, I'm gone, and but I'm still here. That's the disassociation part. I mean, it was so big that they said that. And what else they said was, it makes sense that you're dealing with it in the way that you are. What was happening in me was so much pain from the ages of five to 10 of S abuse and P abuse, as well as ritualistic abuse that happened from ages five to 10. And my body and my brain pushed it all down. And when I hit 2019, it all came out. So what was on site like? You know, many people like, was it like a mental hospital and all these things where I'm wearing a gown and a robe and I'm walking around and I have a padded room. That wasn't what it was like at all, man. It was, it was very different. You could go outside. I mean, you could go on a walk, you could go on runs, uh, you could eat. Uh, the food was amazing. You were able to rest and chill. You played board games with people. It was, it was, it was a very restful and peaceful place. At the same time, you did a lot of work. I mean, we did group counseling. You had one-on-one -on -one counseling and the different modalities they use are just amazing. They used EMDR, brain spotting, adventure uh, therapy, equine therapy, music, color, breath works, experiential therapy, psychodrama, uh, DBT, internal family systems, and so many different ways to be able to work on whatever it is that you're dealing with and the trauma that we had. And for me, uh, a lot of those things worked really well, especially EMDR and brain spotting uh, helped me like crazy, which I'll talk about in another video. And if you're getting value from this video, I would love it if you could subscribe right now because I want to continue to share with you and help you in any way that I can. I mean, I was there with around 18 other people who were also working on their past trauma, which was huge for me because there were other people around me that would raise their hand and say, yeah, man, I get it. I, I, I deal with that. I, I struggle with that. Man, I was so helpful to be around other people who said, man, I, I don't, I don't have it all together. Um, and on day 40 of 45 for me was a huge moment in my life because my wife had snuck my Bible into my bag. And so I went and I got my Bible that day for some reason. Remember, I had, I had, I had walked away 
from the Lord. And uh, I decided I'm going to go read my Bible and whatever. And so I got it day morning of day 40. I opened it up. And man, as the sun was coming up, man, the sun also started to come up in my life. And at that moment, man, I started to cry. I just started to um, cry out to the Lord and say, man, I, I need you. And at that moment, day 40 of day of 45 days, I uh, allowed the Holy Spirit into my process. And uh, man, it was it was a moment. It was it was incredible. I was able to, to, to walk out five days later and um, still working on my process, still being triggered by things, but man, I was able to come out of it so much faster. Um, I was able to, to know my triggers and know what they were and know what was happening inside of my body. Um, I was given some medication to, uh, to take the hypervigilance down from, from where I was all the time, constantly. And, uh, and I started to continue EMDR work with my therapist back home. So what now? Why do I tell you that? Here's, here's why I tell you that. Because I talk about on-site a lot. And I wanted to give a video so that people could understand who kind of they see where I'm at right now. And they see, man, he's, he's doing great. He started his own business. He's, he's stepped out of the church. And, but I talk about this on-site. And I talk about mental health. And I talk about different things. And I wanted to share with you what this was. Uh, man, I'm still on this healing journey. I'm still on it. And as I do this video in 2023, uh, man, it is still a process. I am doing outstanding. I'm doing so much better, which is so fun to look back on and so incredible to let you know that, man, you can also heal. You can also get better. And maybe there's somebody in your family that that needs healing and needs needs help from some mental things that are going on. I mean, I'm telling you right now, you're watching somebody who has gone into it. I walked into the storm. I knew that it was going to be hard. I knew that it wouldn't look right to people. I knew that wasn't the path that most people are taking in life. But well, I didn't know what I'd be like on the other side. I just knew there's something I had to do because I needed to live. And so massive takeaways for me from onsite that you hear a lot from me, you know, it's, it's, it's discipline. One thing I learned about discipline was I was willing to do something really, really, really hard. I was willing to go to onsite. I was willing to push into that. And then from that, I was able to learn some discipline and some things in my life. Like that's, that's, that's where a lot of things happen. Like habits for me, habits are a big deal. I start habits because those, those good habits, uh, help me in my life to create a rhythm so that I can, uh, be encouraged by the different habits in my life that help me to 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 continue to heal. Exercise, man, that is where I started running was at onsite. I would I would run in the morning, not very far. I'd run like a few feet and then walk because remember I was eating a lot of food. And but man, that's where exercise. And so look at that discipline, habits, exercise were were so big for me at onsite. Now they're so big in my life and they're so big in my healing journey. And so when I talk about those things, that's where it came from. And I believe that those things can are are part of the things that are heal have healed me as well as can help heal you. I see people differently. Man, I used to be so judgmental. I used to think certain things about people. And the truth is now I really try to see people how Jesus sees people. People struggle. People don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. You don't have it all together. We don't need to act like we have it all together. When we act like it have it, we have it all together, truly, all that does is separate you from other people. Vulnerability is what will bring relationships closer together. 
We don't have it all together and it's okay to go and work on yourself. I also learned that I wasn't going to do my work. I wasn't going to get help for my kids, for my wife, or for anybody else. I know that sounds really rude. Like, that's, that's so rude, Michael. Why would you say that? Because I needed to do the work and get the help for me. Because the better that I am, the better that everybody around me is. Sometimes we hear people say, I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do it for my kids. I'm going to do it for this. No, 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 no. Why don't you do it for yourself? And then watch how it helps everybody else around you. I want to share a video with you of when I came home from onsite. You'll, you'll see me here. Uh, I'm about to walk into my house. I hadn't seen my kids in, in 45 days. I was, I was barely able to talk to them on the phone and check out their reaction. I just love that video because even for my kids, uh, they'll say things like, you know, what was the best day of your life? And they'll say, man, when dad came home from onsite, man, I just want to encourage you. Don't, don't give up. It's you, you don't know where you're going to be in a few years. You may be walking through something really hard right now, but I just want to let you know that, man, there's, there's another side to it. If you need help, reach out. You may have the bugs in your head and you may be thinking, ah, why is this happening? Man, you don't know what's on the other side of it. I encourage you to go into the storm. Don't turn from the storm and let it chase you. Go into the storm. And when you come out on the other side, you never know what it's going to look like. It's probably going to be beautiful and amazing. And so I would have never guessed that I would be starting my own business, that I would be able to uh, be a business coach and to help people in life and to help people set habits and priorities in their life and to give people thoughts on, man, what is your own personal mission statement? Man, I would have never guessed that when I was in my darkest moment. And so the same could be true for you. I'd love for you to do that. Or maybe you're like, man, I want to connect. You can click the link in the description and we can get on a one-on-one -on -one call and help you take that next step.